Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked Working Professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. This is Dan. He works at Boeing and has a $5,000 401.
Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked Working Professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Feel 
head to talk to this section right here just for a few seconds. Yeah, we know something. Can you just lift your hands and tell them thank you? He knows your name. Come on, family, all over the building, lift that up. Oh, how? Relationship with him, you don't have to worry because you know he's talking to you. One more time, lift those hands as high as you can. You know my name, you know my name. Jesus, 
Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ashava, Masa, Bebebebo, Ejako, Tatatatabo, Rosa Kate, Bebebebo, Tatatatoko, Rosa Kata, Tatata, Rosa Kate, Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 Oh, we give you glory. 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 We let it rock, 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 rock. We shake it, baby. Rock, 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 rock. We take it, baby, baby, baby. We take it, baby, baby, baby. Come on, shout out of the we give you glory, God. We give you glory. Because victory today. Hey, 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 Come <laughs> Come on, we got peace. We got peace because we're in Christ. We got peace because we're in Christ.
Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked Working Professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. There's something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes, they you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonabello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonabello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonabella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. That's Sonobello.com slash save. Christ Jesus. We have peace because we're in Christ. We have peace because we're in Christ Jesus. We already have peace, 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 peace is ours. Come on. Hey, hey. Come on, peace is ours, peace, 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 peace. It's ours, it's Come on, come on, come on, come on. Somebody's come on, in this sanctuary today, come on, come and you're saying you don't take all of that. I'm talking to you. You need to get to this altar right now. We thank you, Lord. So somebody is here. You're saying, I, you know, I'm dealing with a situation, but I'm afraid glory. to go down. I'm talking. We give you glory, Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to the Kings of Kings and Lords of Lords. Hallelujah. We welcome you. Amen. Glory to God. Go ahead and let's get prepared for our Sunday um, school class. Amen. Hallelujah. We're having a little bit of difficulties here, but I'm going to go ahead and, and put it on the next one. For some reason, it just always seems. Hallelujah. Amen. So we'll go ahead and we are connected to um, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just give God the glory. Amen. We give God the glory. We thank God for who he is. Amen. We thank God for, for, for him, what he's doing for us. Amen. And, and all the things that he's doing. So let's just go ahead and prepare ourselves and get ready for um, our, our Sunday school class, what we're doing right now. Hallelujah. Amen. And we thank God for you. We thank God for you joining us. Amen. Have not been easy, but guess what? We are here. Amen. And we thank God 
for having life. Amen. So as we get prepared, hallelujah, hallelujah, to go forth. Amen. I just need for everybody to get their Bibles ready so that we can go ahead and do our Sunday school class. We welcome everybody. Hallelujah. In the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's nothing like being in the presence of God. And so I know for sure that God has something for us on this morning. Amen. As we prepare ourselves and get ready for uh, this morning service. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So come on and grab, hallelujah, somebody, invite somebody, hallelujah, so that they can join us on this morning. Hallelujah. And I know for sure that... Um, you're going to be blessed, amen, for sure, amen. So hallelujah, we thank God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, hallelujah. A couple more minutes here, and we're going to go ahead and prepare for today's lesson. Amen, we're so excited for what God is doing in our life hallelujah glory to god hallelujah amen thank you jesus hallelujah amen hallelujah the devil can't stop god's word he always try but he can never stop god's word amen so guess what devil you might as well quit trying because god's word will always go forth no matter what hallelujah so we thank god for his word and for using us his servant to speak his word amen amen so as we're preparing and our minds and our hearts go ahead i need for you to share this with somebody amen as we prepare to go on hallelujah oh we're so excited about what god is doing amen in our lives we also want to make sure that we um sin um Continue to send our condolences out to um, our pastor here, Pastor Joe L. Asamore. Amen. He lost his father. We also sent out to the family and the beautiful wife that his father left behind, Reverend Esther Asamore, and the children. So on behalf of um, Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry, Sewer International Outreach Network, we are in prayer and sending our condolences out to that family as they have lost their father on last week. So as we continue to mourn with them, we know that God is in control. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's always good to just, you know, um, also, you know, just show your love. Amen. It's not easy losing someone. We understand life and death, and we know that life and death, you know, what God says about life and death, but we are human. Amen. And we're, we're losing Someone that's very close to us, amen. It is very heartbreaking, amen. Hallelujah. So we continue to lift the family up, hallelujah, um, as well as our pastor here, Pastor Joe. He's been a blessing to many here in U.S., amen. So we want to continue to lift him up. You know, um, one of the things the Lord told me today, he said, you know, bygones is bygones. You know, we hold so much against one another, and at the end of the day, life is so short. We're not perfect. And at the same time, no matter what, we should continue to love one another and continue to cherish one another and continue to love one another. And even when someone is mourning, no matter 
if we like them or not, even no matter if we want to be, we should always still mourn with them. Amen. Show compassion, show love, show consideration. You know, it's a phone call away just to show how much you really appreciate people, especially being here. Amen. Because once they're gone, they're gone. Hallelujah. And it's always good for us to continue to lift one another up and be there for one another, no matter what the situation is. You know, this year and last year has been a trying year, years, you know, and losing loved ones. And I believe that God is showing another level of love and he wants us to show another level of love. And as we continue to show another level of love, I believe that God is going to do some things in our life but we have to get out of the place of bitterness and unforgiveness in place of oh they did this and they did that you know life is too short we are here you know we're not promised tomorrow that's that's the thing you know and you know we might as well give people their flowers and roses while they're here Let's not wait until they are buried. Let's not wait until we hear the news that they're no longer with us. But let's celebrate people now. You know, it's like we want to say words of encouragement, words of gratitude at someone's funeral, which that's a beautiful thing. But why can't we say those things while they're in the land of the living? Why can't we cherish one another in the land of the living? Why do we have to wait until there's a funeral? Why does we have to wait until someone is no longer with us to show our appreciation towards them? So let's continue to lift up those around the world that have lost loved ones. You know, it's not easy, even though we are pastors, even though we know life and death, but we are human. And at the end of the day, with such heavy loads um, we carry with ministry and just with God's people, you know, men and women of God also need a word of encouragement. And even just picking up the phone, you know, it's so quick for us to send a text but it's something when you pick up the phone and your voice is heard, amen, that shows a another level of condolences, another level of you caring, amen, because anybody can send a text, but picking up the phone and just saying, I'm sorry for your loss, or picking up the phone and saying, I'm here for you, my sister, my brother, in the time of your loss, just saying I love you, you know, and even after the funeral and after everything has passed, we still need to reach out to those that have lost loved ones because it's not easy, so we still can um, also send our condolences out hallelujah to the wood family hallelujah and the loss of their daughter amen and bearing her on last week that's why we was not here on last sunday because we um, wanted to make sure that we were a part of the thanksgiving service at their service on last sunday hallelujah so we want to continue to lift up the wood family not knowing that we will be going through hallelujah this same tragedy the following week amen but god is able and god knows but we are here and we know that god is going to get us through this so just be patient with us as we go through this and um, we just ask you just to continue to um, reach out to the man of God, Pastor Joe, most of you have his contact. Most of you know, hallelujah, him. If you can just reach out and just show your love, amen. And we'll be coming with other arrangements to you as well. So we just want to just take this time out to just thank God for, hallelujah, those that have called, those that have reached out, those that have showed love, amen, in the time of his loss, amen. And as we continue to send our love and our um, deepest condolences also to Reverend Esther as a more in Ghana and the family in Ghana. Amen. So we continue to reach out across. Hallelujah. 
the waters to hallelujah those that are in ghana as well as they mourn the loss of a um, great man hallelujah um, mr joseph hallelujah as a more um, um, very kind man i'll never forget um when i visit ghana for the first time how the Lord used him. He came all the way, hallelujah, from Kumasi to Accra just to bring us a car. And then he jumped back on the bus to go home. I mean, who does that? Come on, we know from Kumasi to Accra, first of all, that's about five hours. And then for him to have to go back on the bus. You know, that right there shows love. Amen. And that was the first time that I met, hallelujah, uh, Mr. Joseph. Amen. And then to be able to fellowship and be in his presence, amen, while I was there a couple times in Ghana. It was an honor. Hallelujah. So um, I am also um, I'm mourning his loss as well because um, I had an opportunity to not only meet him, but to actually um, be around in his presence for a, a time, a matter of time as well. So it's like family, amen. So as we continue to just thank God just for allowing us to get through every day, we continue to bless God. You know, we left off talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about um, the significance of understanding spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit and where they come from. And we have talked about the manifestation gifts, the motivational gifts, and the ministry gifts. And so we were going to um, talk um, more about the, um, hallelujah, the motivational gifts because we've talked about, I mean, the ministry gifts. We have talked about more of the ministry gifts, the manifestation gifts, so the motivational gifts. But we know that it's the Holy Spirit that gives all gifts because it is the, the Holy Spirit that gives us the gifts so that we are able to be empowered through the Holy Spirit to be used for the service of God. So the gifts are used for God's service. They're not used for our service. They're not used for something for us, but they're all used for the service of God to fulfill the work of the ministry, to exalt the Savior, to equip the saints, and to evangelize the sinner. So God gave us varieties of spiritual gifts and in those gifts that he gave unto us, he first of all wanted us to understand that it was the, the, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, on the day of Pentecost, when Peter declared the gifts of the Holy Spirit would come, and they would be unto all believers. Because we know in the book of Acts chapter 2, how Jesus commanded the apostles to wait until they come from the upper room before they continue their a ministry, a man. They were endowed with the Holy Spirit, which He is the giver of all gifts. So they needed the power of the Holy Spirit in order to fulfill the work of the ministry. That's how why they were so successful, going all the way out through Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem, and all throughout the parts of the world, and evangelizing and spreading the gospel because they were endowed with the Holy Spirit, which is the giver of all gifts, and the gifts were able to be manifested in different areas. So that's why even when Paul began to write, Apostle Paul, he, I remember in um, Romans 12, um, um, 6 through 8, he says, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophesy in proportion of our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy will 
cheerfulness. Amen. So this is what Paul wrote to let us know that even as the gifts are given unto us, let us do them accordingly. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word on this morning. We ask you, oh God, to continue to bless us, continue to give us, Lord, Holy Spirit, what you will give unto us through your servant. Let me speak what the servant of God is giving unto me on today so that the people can be filled with the power of God, be changed for for. For the work of the ministry, dear Heavenly God, we just thank you. Decrease me that you may increase the word of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in my mouth so that it will go forth and your people will receive it in their hearts in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 7 and 7 says, I wish that all were as of myself, but each has his own gift from God, one of, one of a kind and one of another. Amen? So everybody has their own gift given by God. So there's no reason why we should be in competition. There's no reason why we should be envy or jealous of anybody of their gift because everyone is giving their own gift. And it's according to what you so desire, what you're willing to do for God and for the service of God. So he's not just going to give us just gifts just to benefit ourselves because we know that gifts comes without repentance. So some of us is operating, um, but not in the spirit of God. Amen. So just because someone prophesied don't mean that that's a gift of God because they could be prophesying out of the will of God because gifts comes without repentance. But we know that if we are willing and obedient to the things of God, the Holy Spirit will give us our own gifts long as we're using them for the service of God. Because First Corinthians 12 and 8 TN says, and this is when we talked about the manifestation of the gifts, because I'm not going to go back through everything, because we want to move right on so that we can get the other meat of the rest of the things that we're supposed to be discussing. It says, for to one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom, another utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit, another of faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of killing, one to another the working of miracles of prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But then it says in 1 Corinthians 12 and 28, now this is when... We talked about the minister gifts because that right there, what we just talked about was the manifestational gifts. Remember, the motivational gifts also talks about prophecy, the gifts of faith. But then the motivational gifts, I mean the manifestational gifts, we were talking about the word of knowledge, the word of um, of um, um, wisdom, understanding, because remember we began to break those down in three other um, categories, which, which I'm going to, uh, let me go ahead and... Um, and give you those three categories, amen, that um, we, we broke those th um, three down in. For those that, um, because we, we, we said in another two, three categories, but I don't want to use them because I, want, I don't want to confuse you. So let's, like I said, we talked about the manifestations of gifts, which was the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, hallelujah. And, um, and then the motivational gifts was the prophecy, serving, teaching, exalting. Then we was going to get into the minister gifts, which now in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 28, it says, And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping administration, and various kinds of tongues. And then Ephesians 4.11, this talks about the ministerial gifts. And he gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, hallelujah, and the pastors, remember? So the, the, the gifts began to motivate, um, God, God began to give so many different gifts in different areas, amen? So when we talked about um, 
We talked about the word of wisdom. We talked about those. And then we talked about the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, um, the evangelist, the pastor, and the apostle. So the thing is, what are we what are we to do with the gifts that God has given us? First of all, we said we we're, were supposed to use the gifts for the will of God. Amen. Because, we, because he gave these gifts unto us, we must use them according to the will of God. So God has given us gifts to serve for his glory, to go out and spread the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ as stewards. Amen. So as we're stewards of God, we are also ambassadors of Christ, meaning that we're supposed to represent him in such a manner that we're not dishonoring him, especially saying that we are using the gifts from him. Amen. So that's why at the end of the day, spiritual gifts are given to all of us. Amen. None of us is lacking any gifts. You just got to be willing to accept the gifts that the Holy Spirit is given unto you and use them appropriately in the will how God would have you to, to, to use them. Now you have some um, immature, hallelujah, people that are using the gifts, misusing the gifts for their own gain but at the end of the day it's not for our gain it is for the advancement of the church the body of Christ so that we must um, be able to handle it just like Paul said he says brethren I could not address you as spiritual men but as men of flesh as babes in Christ why because they were immature they were not ready to receive what the spirit of God had for them because they were walking in their own flesh walking in their own hallelujah um Deceit. They were walking in their own motives. So therefore, we got to make sure that when we receive the gifts from the Holy Spirit, that we use them maturely so that we are able to do the work of the ministry. We're supposed to cast out devils, heal the sick, and raise the dead. Therefore, we don't need to do anything else but what God has given to us to do until he come. So that's why we are commanded in 1 Corinthians 12 and 31 to earnestly desire the higher gifts. That's why we should ask God, God, give us the gifts of A, B, and C. Instead of us being jealous or being envy of somebody that God have equipped it with higher gifts. You don't know their story. You don't know what they went through in order to receive those higher gifts. You know, it was an act of obedience. It was a really high act of obedience to receive it, but at the um, end of the day, all you have to do is desire it. When you desire it, you then you, become, you have a heart that want to do right. You have a heart that don't want to try and do things out of the will of God. Your heart would be more open and receptive to doing the right thing. So therefore, as God began to give you and give you more gifts, then you're able to work and work accordingly in the office and that God have given unto you. Amen. That's why Paul also began to describe the gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verses 1 through 3, it says, pursue love. Because in all things, no matter what gift we earnestly want or what gift that is given unto us, we must continue to what? Pursue love. Because it's love that allows our gifts to work properly. No love, how can our gifts work? There's no way our gifts can work properly if we have no love. We need to have the love of God in order for the gifts to manifest. How would faith manifest without love? How would miracles manifest without love? How would healing manifest without love? How will we be able to really interpret 
and, and also be able to understand a different tongue without pursuing love. So we must pursue. When you post a job for free with LinkedIn Jobs, you get to the people you want to interview faster. That's because we help you filter and prioritize only the most qualified candidates. Like, say you want to interview a sales rep, but you really need someone in Tucson who takes the phrase sales goals personally and can greet customers in English, Spanish, and the occasional Dutch. We'd say, yeah, LinkedIn Jobs can help you find 12 of those people, actually. And then you can find the right one for your business from there. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash apply. That's linkedin.com slash apply. Terms and conditions apply. Why should you visit Kings Island? Do it because less time planning means more time for this. Do it to take a one-day family vacation. Do it to catch a serious case of the giggles together. And of course, do it to eat a funnel cake the size of your face. Because here at Kings Island, doing something just for the fun of it is all the reason you need. Right now, everyone pays kids' price. Kings Island tickets just $45 online. To love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. See, you can't just desire the spiritual gifts with no love. That's why he said first pursue love. When you pursue something, that means that you try to be more of it or like it. You go after it like never before. It's like a pursuit to happiness. You're not going to stop until you receive it. You're not going to stop until you reach your destination. So we have to pursue love even when they don't love us, even when it's hard to love because you can't earnestly desire a spiritual gift with no love. Because God is love, and God is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the giver of all gifts. So without love, how could the Holy Spirit endow any gifts in you? So that's why I say gifts comes without repentance, meaning that people is operating in certain gifts, but that don't mean that it's of God. Because if you have no love, how could you prophesy? Yeah, you prophesy, but it really isn't the Spirit of God. That's when the spirit of divination comes in. The spirit of divination is when people are prophesying um, out of the dark side, prophesying out of the will of God, prophesying only what their flesh have seen. Maybe something they seen on the world wide web or something that they heard about you or something that maybe the devil gave you, but it's not the spirit of God. You know, the spirit of divination is, um, is in darkness. Amen. So you got to be careful just because somebody's prophesying to you don't mean that they are a prophet, don't mean that it's of God. That's why it says test the spirit by the spirit. Like I said, they got to pursue love. If you know this person has no love or never can love nobody how could they prophesy amen so you know that the gifts are come without repentance meaning that they're operating in that operation but not operating out of this really um spiritual gifts given by god so we must pursue love before we can earnestly desire the spiritual gifts especially as we prophesy why because we're speaking the mind of god when you prophesy you're saying god said when you prophesy you say god did when you're prophesying you're prophesying in god's name so you got to be very very careful saying god I said when God didn't say because prophecy is when you're talking of something from God so therefore it says pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy for one who speaks in tongues speaks not to men but to God so if you're speaking your heavenly language unto God how could you um be speaking in a heavenly language with no love come on now test the spirit by the spirit for no one understands him but 
For he that utter ministries in the spirit, on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their um, upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. So we're upbuilding the body of Christ. We're consoling the body of Christ, the dying world, and encouraging those that are lost. Amen? So in this, we understand that Paul's objective was to reinforce the principle that love for others will always call us to seek gifts that have a value beyond self-edification only. But to encourage and to strengthen others. So desiring the gifts is not for us to say, hey, we're one of the greatest pro um, prophets or the greatest apostles or remember Paul said, I'm the least of them. He didn't care, even though we know he was the greatest apostle, hallelujah, but he did not, um, that did not make him a man being um, a, a great apostle. He just wanted to do the work of God. So at the end of the day, we must desire these gifts to bring encouragement, to bring edification to the body, to the whole body, not just for self-edification, but for the body's sake, the members of the body, and to strengthen others, hallelujah, to strengthen families and households, to strengthen nations and cities and countries, to strengthen schools and governments um, and people all abroad from the east, north, south, and west. Amen? Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 11, Paul also revealed that the Spirit means appropriate to each one individual as he wills, meaning that God will grant us a spiritual gift, the one that he chooses, the one that he so desires us to have, that he knows that we're able to handle. He knows we're able to um to operate in. God is not going to give us something that he knows we can't handle. He's not going to give us something that we're going to be stagnant in or we're going to stumble in. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is very mature. The Holy Spirit is very um, 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 knowledgeable, understanding and knows who his people is and what his people need and what his people can do. So he's not going to give us something that we cannot handle. He's not going to give us something that's going to take us out of his will or make it hard for us to fulfill the purpose and destiny that he has called us to. So that's why he says we're to ask God and then be thankful for what God give unto us because God knows what we are um, built for. God knows how he can use us. God knows what to use us, amen, and what suits our calling. See, that's why you got to be careful and not let man call you or put you in an office or, or say you they, they, they're giving you a gift because that's so their uh, motive, because that's all it is, because they can't give you a gift. They can't give you a calling. They can't put you in the office. Only the Holy Spirit can put you in the office and give you a gift and call you to a place to do the work of the ministry. Only the Holy Spirit. Man cannot do it. Man cannot lay hands on you saying, oh, I'm in... Um, I'm endowing the Holy Spirit unto you. No, it's the Spirit of God that God works through us that's in us that the Spirit of God is endowing the Spirit in that individual, not us. We're just a vessel, the body that's in contact with the other, another body. But the Spirit of God works through us, and it's the Spirit of God that does all things. Amen? That's why Apostle Paul continues to explain to us that 
even as God give us the gifts, the gifts are given to us proportional to our faith. So that means that our faith also determines the level of gift that is given unto us. So if we ain't never really been through nothing, it's going to be kind of hard to walk in a gift that we have never experienced or never experienced through faith. Because faith allows us to overcome challenges in our life and overcome things that we never thought that we can overcome because faith is something that we can't see, but we know that we're going to get through it and pass it because God gave us the strength and ability to maintain and persevere and endure through whatever situation it is. So our faith is being built through the word of God, by the Holy Spirit, to encourage us, to uplift us, to strengthen us, to exalt us, to bring us to a place to really trust God so that as we ask for the various of gifts, we're able to operate in them according to the Spirit of God and we're listening to the Spirit of God and getting direction from the Spirit of God on how we need to use the gifts that God have given unto us. So it's very dangerous for us to ask God for gifts and then receive gifts and then use them according to our own will and for our own gain and for our own motive. Amen. Why? Because it's dangerous because you're dealing with somebody's spiritual state. Amen. I'm talking about it determines either life or death. When Jesus comes, he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Or you're going to make it through that narrow gate. So we got to be very careful on how we handle people because their spiritual state is so important. Amen. More than their financial state. More than their economic or personal or social. Come on now. Or social state. See, we don't. We need to understand that their spiritual state is more important than anything else. So we have to continue to pray. We have to continue to lift them up. We have to continue to encourage them in the Word of God, through the Word of God, so that their spiritual state can be built up, so that they can begin to what trust God, believe in God, go into a um, a personal intimacy relationship with God so that they can begin to what pray on their own begin to trust God on their own begin to study the word of God on their own as we teach them and lead them how to get into the face of God and how to be in relationship with God amen and how do we also do that we also do that by practicing that ourselves so you can't really show somebody um, on um, in black and white you can't just show somebody by writing it down you have to live that life your lifestyle has to be what you're trying to show somebody because it's not easy, hallelujah, trying to show somebody to live one way and you're going another way. You have to live that lifestyle so that people can not only trust in God, but they can really see that God is real through your lifestyle. So how are you living? It ain't just the preach word that you're preaching on Sunday or the word that you're teaching on Monday, but it is how you live. It's your lifestyle. It's what people, hallelujah, is looking at just to really see the true God in you so our gifts need to what um, excuse me resemble God as he's given us the gift of faith our faith must be what strong we can't just say we trust God and believe God and then when we go through a storm we we, we don't know how to pray we're calling everybody to pray it's nothing it's nothing wrong with calling people and saying come on let's pray because when two and three come in his name we know the power of prayer but we also have to be strong enough so just in case if that one and two ain't available you got to know how to go 
in the face of God. You got to know how to pray to God. You got to know how to seek him. You got to know how to call on him. You got to know how to reach heaven. Amen. So you can't wait on somebody else to reach heaven with you. You got to know how to reach heaven on your own. So you got to know how to pray. You got to know how to tap into God yourself by through the word of God. So that's why you need to study the word, read the word, meditate on the word. Because when you get into a time of trouble, you will know exactly how to go in the face of God. And your faith will begin to what increase in more and more. So as we increase in our responsibleness to God, as we use our gifts, then there is an effectiveness. And the power of the gift is entrusted to us. And then we're able to increase our faith more and more. So that's why we're able to function effectively in our gifts. Because we have allowed the Spirit of God to establish in us the office of the gifting that God have um, trusted in us to be able to use it according to the will of God. Because in Ephesians 4 and 11, he says, and he gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Come on. Those are giftings. Those are the ability of us to what? As we know, apostles, well, we're going to talk about the minister gifts. That's why I'm glad we're right there because we're going to be talking about the minister gifts, which is the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, and evangelist. Amen. Because we've talked about the manifestational gifts. We talked about the motivational gifts. Now we're going to talk about the minister gifts. Amen. So as we continue to talk about the minister gifts, we're going to talk about the different functions of the gifts because we have a natural ability that was given to us as we were born naturally, but we are focused more on the spiritual ability, amen, through the spiritual gifts, amen, because we're born of the spirit of God again, amen, and so God have equipped us with gifts, a proportion to what we have asked. It's not like natural abilities are what we were born with in the natural, but our spiritual gifts um, comes from a measure of our faith faith to function according to the will of God so that we are able to exercise our faith in order for the gifts to move and to work according to God for God's advancement and for God to use us for our gifts to grow and for them to our gifts to be more effective for his purpose and for the work of the ministry. So that's why it's very important that we continue to desire the gifts for the work of the ministry so that God can be God can be revealed Amen. Throughout the earth. Amen. So let's just talk about the minister. Let's talk about the ministry gifts. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you for joining us, those that are with us. We're in our Sunday school class. We've been talking about the significance of understanding our spiritual gifts. Amen. Of the Holy Spirit. And we have already talked about the manifestation gifts. We talked about the motivational gifts. Amen. So now we're about to um, get into... Hallelujah, the um, minister gifts, amen, hallelujah, amen, and glory to God, hallelujah. And then we're going to go back and we're going to break down the motivational gifts, just like we broke down some of the manifestation gifts, we broke down the, uh, the spirit of wisdom, amen, and the uh, manifestation gifts. So we're going to go back to the manifestation gifts and break down the spirit of understanding, the spirit of knowledge, and the rest of the motivational uh, um, gifts, and then we'll break down all of the motivational gifts but today we're going to talk about the minister gifts which is the call that's why we're going to walk into the five-fold offices and responsibilities again the minister gifts 
or the tools that God gave us to what? Build up the church. Amen. So that's why he said in Ephesians 4, 11 and 13, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for what? Perfecting the saints for the work of the ministry, for edifying the body of Christ until we come into unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. So our minister gives our also confirmed by the Holy Spirit and then confirmed through ordination as God um, ordained God have already ordained us from the foundation of the um, world of the earth so at the end of the day God also ordained us amen in the body of Christ so as we go through ordination it is just ordaining what God have already called us to but just bringing it to the manifestation of man amen in the earthly realm but at the same time in Ephesians 4 7 to 13 it's Says, but grace has given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. Amen. So in saying he ascended, what does that mean? But he had also descended in the lower regions of the earth. He who descend is the one who also ascends far above the heavens and he may feel all things. So, and he gave what? We talked about that. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. We know to what? Equip the saints for the work of the ministry to build Come on up the body of Christ until all gain to unity of faith. So this is a continuous thing. We must continue to build our faith and unity. Because at the end of the day, it is unity. The enemy wants to continue to divide us. That's why you see a church over here and church over there. They doing this over there, doing that over there. And they don't know how to come together as one. Why? Because the enemy knows that if he can keep us divided, then there's no way that we can come into unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son. Hallelujah of God to mature mankind to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. He know that if we ever get unified, we're going to do what God told for us to do. We're going to be able to what? Mature. Amen. Um, to measure the statue of the fullness of Christ. So that's why Paul always talked to Timothy and let him know like no matter what you're going to do, let not the gift that is given unto thee Amen. So don't allow people to come in because you're going to have some older people that's going to come in with their own ideologies and their own gene genealogies and their own faith and own, you know, doctrine. Don't turn away from the word. Don't turn away from the truth. Don't turn away of the things of God. Continue to do the work of God. Continue to speak the truth. Continue to stay in the scriptures. Meditate on God's word. Continue to what? Prophesy. Come on. Continue to what? Lay hands. Amen. Continue to allow the gifts to manifest. Utilize the gifts that are given unto you. And then also equip the saints so that the gifts that are inside of them can be activated. So that they can move accordingly. So that's why when we come back to, we, we talked about the apostle. We talked about the apostle. We talked about the prophet. Now we're going to talk about the pastor. Amen. So the pastor... Is keeping the flock healthy and safe. Okay? So the pastor is the heart of the church. See, the pastor has a heart for the people. You know, a, a prophet can be a hard prophet. The apostle can come with strong words. Come on. But the pastor has such a heart for the people. 
So he has a little bit, she has a little bit more patience sometimes with the people. See, when you have a heart for the people, you can overlook some things that maybe the apostle can't. Or overlook some things. Come on, I'm being reality. That the, 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 the um, prophet or the evangelist or the teacher can't. You know, I'm just saying, you know, being a pastor, having a pastor heart is not easy. Because you carry such a weight. You carry such a pain because you have a heart to love people, not where they're going, but where they are. And sometimes where people are is not an easy place. Because you're going to come, people are going to have struggle. People are going to have situations. People are going to have so many problems. And you're going to have to have patience you're going to have to have the, 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 the audacity to be able to um, control, hallelujah, um, how um, you deal with people and the time that you deal with people and even giving more of your time to people than you ever given before. You know, as a pastor, you're going to listen more. As a pastor, you're going to take heed more and, and be patient and loving. And, and even though you know that this person is, is, is lying, and you know that this person ain't right. And you know that this person is, is going to the left. Your love and your heart for God shows such a compassion that you can actually meet them where they are. You can say, you know, I know that you're a liar. I know that you're not doing right. But I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to give you what you need through the word of God so that the word of God can also touch you and change you and motivate you and, and heal you and deliver you. So the pastor have an understanding of God's word to, 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 to a point to where he knows that it's God's word that's going to bring change. So he's patient with that individual. You know, having a heart, hallelujah, for the church means that you're going to do all that you can do for the church. That means that you're going to do even out of your own need. You're going to give out of your own need. You're going to support out of your own need. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna supply financial help out of your own need. So therefore, it's not going to be that you're going to wait on somebody else to help you. Uh-uh. You don't care about if somebody come and help or not because the love that you have for God, you're going to do it because you love God. So uh, a pastor has a heart to do out of his own pocket, out of his own um, um, whatever, out of his own need. Make it, make it simple. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to wait until he receive a paycheck to do whatever when he got it or she got it. She's going to take care of the church. He's going to take care of the church. He's not going to wait for the tithes and offerings to pay the bills. If the bills got to be paid, he's going to use or she's going to use what they have out of their own pocket because they have a heart for the church. They're going to go out and do outreach no matter if nobody shows up. No matter if the other churches don't involve themselves. Because they have a heart of the church. They're going to go out and support the community in a time of crisis. In a time of need. Why? Because they have a heart for the church. They're going to go and support other pastors and other ministries. Regardless if they ever come and support them or not. Why? Because they have a heart for the church. I'm not talking about the building that they're in. I'm talking about the body of Christ. 
At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. See, the church is not just the building that we're in. The church is the body of Christ, us as members of the body. So that means that no matter if you're part of this ministry or part of that ministry, we're part of one ministry, and that's Christ. So we should be a support to one another. That's the real pastor. You know, we, we, we operate as bishops and apostles and everything, but I'm talking about pastors. God put pastors in the church to have a heart for the people, to pray for the people, to be patient with the people, to love the people. Now, I'm not saying that the apostle and the um, prophet and evangelist or teacher don't love the church because I know they do. I'm a five-fold, and I love the church. So God had me operate as apostle, as pastor, as evangelist, as prophet, as teacher. And I know that I love the church so that I have a heart for the church. So I'm not saying that you don't have a heart, but I'm saying as a pastor. So those that are called as pastors or want to be a pastor, if you don't have compassion, if you don't pursue love, or have love, or patience, or kindness, how could you pastor? There's no way. Because a pastor has a heart for the church. Means that they have patience. They're kind. They're forgiving. They're compassionate. You can't say that you're a first lady of the church with your pastor and you, you mean. You don't speak to people because they offended you. No, you got to have love, compassion. You got to, you can't just judge people when they walk in and, and size people up when they walk in. No, you have to love people for who they are. You can't just like them or love them because they know this person or they know that person. No, you have to love them. You have to love them for who they are. You have to love them because Christ first loved us. Amen? So that's why we have to be very careful on how we treat God's people. Especially as pastors. Because pastors have another level of love. Amen? Another level of love. Because they have a heart for the church. They care for the people of God. Their care is so, my God, that they're not going to let no wolf come in and deceive the sheep. 
They're not going to turn their back on the people of God. They're not going to allow nobody to come in and stir up confusion and turn them against the members of the body or make them look at the members of the body different than one another because of discord, because of gossip. They're going to look at both sides of the story. They're going to have the wisdom like Solomon. You know, God gave Solomon such wisdom that he was able to discern those that were honest and those that were dishonest. Because he asked God in the beginning, give me more wisdom. He didn't care about the riches. He didn't care about the big churches. He didn't care about how many members would fill up the congregation. He didn't care about how many people would pay tithes and offering. How many people will come to the, the praise and worship? How many people will sing? He cared about wisdom. Being able to discern right from wrong. Being able to make sure that the flock is healthy. Making sure that people is able to fulfill their purpose and destiny. Being able to be in a situation that if he had to be able to to, 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 to judge a situation, he will judge it appropriately, making sure that he used the right judgment and do the right thing. Not because of power, not because of prestige, not because of who he know or what he know or the name dropping, because, only because it was right. So a pastor has a heart for the church. It, he cares, she cares for the church. And they're ready to lay down everything for the church. Everything, meaning they really lay their life down for you. That means that they're going to stand up for you. They're going to protect you. They're going to fight for you. They're going to go into prayer and fight and, and step on that devil head for you. Because they discern and they see that the enemy is trying to what? Bewitch you. Or you have already been bewitched and you don't even know it. You know, it's a lot of pastors that are bewitched. It's a lot of apostles, a lot of evangelists, a lot of prophets, a lot of teachers. But the Bible tells us that even the elect would be deceived by Satan. So, so they don't even know that they have been bewitched. They're prophesying. They're laying hands. You know, everything flowing. But they're operating up under bewitchment. And that's dangerous because if they're the head, the body is also in danger. So that's why we have to lift one another up. We have to pray for one another. We have to lie, lay down everything for one another. So as leaders, if you see me falling, if you see me going to the left, don't go talk about me to members or to Leaders, first go to God and pray and ask God, God, how do I handle this matter? Help me with this woman of God, with this man of God. So that even when you come to me, I'm receptive because you've went to the Father. And because even though I may be lost or I may have lost my way, then the spirit inside of me will be able to hear you. But most of the time, we don't do that. 
We as leaders, we go and put other leaders down, not only to other leaders, but to lay members. How can we go put other leaders down to lay members, members, when they're not even in leadership? So now, that is, is dangerous because now they're talking. So now, you're putting them in a place to where now they're putting their mouth on leaders and you know, touch, you know, touch not my prophet, do my prophet no harm. Come on, you got to be careful with putting your mouth on men and women of God. So we need to look out for one another. You know, as a pastor, we're going to lay down everything for one another. We're going to pray for you. We're going to see God for you. We're going to call out his name for you. We're going to shata kaya for you. We're going to do whatever we need to do for you to make sure that we're able to help you in your time of need. And, and, and as pastors, we want to make sure that you're fed with the word of God. Yes, we're going to prophesy, but guess what? The word of God is more important than the prophecy because prophecies will fail. Come on now. But the word of God, come on, it will be forever. Prophecies will fail. But the word of God, hey, it will be for eternity. Because God is God. And God is the word. And he is a foreverlasting God. And his mercy endures forever. So therefore, we must continue. And want to continue to feed the flock with the word of God. That's why I believe Sunday school, Bible study, that is so important. We don't no longer want to come to Sunday school. We want to just wait to close the Sunday service so that we could come in and start playing the instruments, sing, then hear the word, and go back on our regular day in life. No. The word of God is what feeds you. The word of God is what um, increases your faith to another level. Because when you go out here Monday through Saturday, you ain't got word. Hey, you're not going to make it. You can you you may stumble and act like you're making it, but deep down inside you confused. Deep down inside you going through. Why? Because you don't have word. You just know the scriptures. A lot of us just can memorize the scriptures, but I'm talking about being fed the word, let, meditating on the word, letting the word of God being so deep inside of us that the word of God is operating to another level in us, to where our faith is being increased more and more. So we must continue to feed. You, as, 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 as people, the word of God, as pastors, so that you will grow, so that you will be equipped, so that you will develop your giftings that are already inside of you, so that you will be able to step into the calling that God called for you to come into. So that even as we as pastors continue to walk in the office, to be able to have a heart for the church, and to be able to care for the church, and to lay down everything for them, and to feed them the word, we're also able to understand and know that God would never give us um, a lack of understanding, but he will give us the understanding that we need and he will fulfill the shoes that we walk in so that we will be able to do what he's called us to do and function according to the position in the office that he has given unto us and that the teacher that is inside of us, because even as pastors, we also have a, a gift of teaching because we're teaching the word of God. So every pastor should be a teacher too. Because you can't be a pastor without being a teacher. Because you got to teach the word of God. Because the word of God is what establishes the people in truth. So when you teach the word of God, that's establishing truth. 
so that the enemy cannot come with his lies because we know that he's a father of lies. We know that he's an accuser of a brother. We know that he's nothing but a deceiver. So as a teacher, the teacher helps us to uh, edify the church by making us more hungrier, hungrier for the word of God. Amen. Because when we continue to teach in the book of Acts, let's go to the book of Acts chapter 18. Amen. I just want to read this for it and then we're going to close out. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about the evangelist and finish up the teacher um, on next week. Because I don't want to just like just run through this. <laughs> Amen. I want to make sure that we're getting what we need. So 18. Uh, let's go to verse 24. It says, Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man has been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit. He spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord though he knew only the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he desired to cross to Archicha, the brethren wrote exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, they greatly helped those who had believed through grace for um, virtually reverted the Jews pu publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. Come on now. See, Apollos was from Alexander in Egypt, the second most important city in Roman Empire and the home of a great university. There was a thriving Jewish population in um, Alexandria. Apollos was a scholar, an author, and debater. And after his knowledge about Christ was made more complete, God greatly used these gifts to strengthen and encourage the church. Reason is powerful too in the right hands and the right situation because Apollos used the gift of reason to convince many in Greece in the truth of the gospel. You don't have to turn off your mind when you turn to Christ. If you have the ability in logic or debate, use it to the glory of God. Come on now. That's what I'm saying. When God give us education and God give us wisdom and knowledge in maybe politics or business or the marketplace, he don't want us to turn off our wisdom, our knowledge, or understanding. He wants us to use that for his glory through the gospel, through his word. Amen. So that we can reach more of mass. You can teach people, hallelujah, business in the marketplace and bring the gospel and change many lives. Amen. Why? Because people in the marketplace, they got money. Hallelujah. They got power. They got prestige, but they don't have joy and they don't have Christ. And when they see you come with such a marvelous light and they see you come with such a marvelous glory, amen, they're saying, what does she have that I don't have? It's something about her that I want. I see that it's not the money because I got money. I see that it's not the power and the prestige, but it is power because we got the power and authority of God, but not the man power. But it's something that I'm perceiving that she has that I want because I have no joy. I have no peace. I have nothing, but I have money and I can't enjoy my money and I can't enjoy my power and I can't enjoy my prestige because I lack 
peace. I lack joy. I lack happiness. I lack love. I lack kindness. Come on. So all these things that you're lacking, they're lacking, we have it. But we don't use it for the glory of God. We just hold on to it. It's like a talent and we plant it in the ground. We say, well, okay, well, they're not going to receive us because they think we these church people. Come on now. Hold on. The church is us. We're the body of Christ. It's how we present us. So therefore, we can take our education, our knowledge, through debates, through politics, through the marketplace, through whatever the Lord have given you and whatever gifting that he's given you and the ability to reach mass people. If he's given you that ability to reach mass people in the world before you came to Christ, come on now, don't you know he can turn that around for your glory? So the same thing you did in the world, he could turn it around for his glory to where he'll have you reaching people in another capacity and truth in love and kindness and compassion and showing them the gospel and showing them long life and showing them eternal life and showing them that God's mercy endures forever and showing them how glorious God is and how joyful God is and how loving God is and how forgiving God is and who God is and what he is and, and, and where he come from and how he died for us and how he took the cross for our transgressions, for our iniquities, for our sins. Then your word can go across to broads to many, to nations, to countries, to multitudes of people. So we can use this same ability just like Apollos. He was very smart. He was very adequate. But God turned it around for his glory. And then not only that, even though he was very smart, he was very, very smart, he did not allow his pride to take over him. Because when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they came and they helped advance his knowing of Christ. Meaning that they began to talk about Christ more to him and letting him know, okay, these are things that Christ went through and these are things that Christ did. So they were able to what? Come on now. They were able to mentor him. They were able to teach him more of God's word so he was able to take what he knew and what they told him and put it all together and that what made his ministry powerful and him to be received when he went to Akachal because he was receptive he was he was willing to learn he was teachable we got to learn to be teachable we got you know a lot of us because we feel like oh we have arrived and we've been in church for 50 years and we an apostle and we this and that come on we need to be teachable there's new things um, that God is showing us. The world never changes, but there's new uh, mysteries and revelation coming through the scriptures. We have read the scriptures. Yes, we have. But God shows us something revelatorial every day that, 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 that identifies somewhere in our life that we didn't see it at that point of time when we read that scripture. But he's opening up our understandings and mysteries. It's being released unto us. So we got to be more open. We got to be more receptive. We got to be more willing to receive the things of God because we can't allow just because we feel like we such scholars or we've been doing this and we got doctrines and PhDs. None of that matters. I got a PhD, a doctorate. I got so much. But guess what? That stuff doesn't make me. What makes me is me knowing that I'm in Christ and I'm with Christ. And that's more important than any of that. Amen. Because all the things that I've done, man, ain't got to give me nothing. Christ already gave it to me. Hallelujah. But I'm saying we should not be so caught up in just those things in front of our name, those initials after our name. We need to be sure that we're making it in the narrow gate. We need to make sure that we're going to make it to heaven and we need to make sure that he's saying good and faithful servant and not saying depart from me. I never knew you. Come on. We need 
need to make sure that he's saying that we're the apple of his eye. We are his beloved. Come on. We need to make sure that, that A, because all of us doing all this down here, and then when we get to that um, pearly gate, and we know that the gate is not wide but it's narrow, A, are you going to be the ones left on the side? And you done been in the church making the loudest noise, singing the, loud, the longest song, preaching the longest sermon, sitting in the pews the longest, but you don't make it through the narrow gate? Come on. We need to get our life right. We need to change some things. We need to go back to the word of God because we have, we have moved away from the word of God. We're using our own agenda. We're using our own way of how we want to teach God's people through our books and things like that. There's nothing wrong with the books that the Holy Spirit have given us to write. But we don't use those books. We use the Bible. We let the Bible teach God's people truth so that they can come to their um, to an understanding to be able to use the giftings that God have given unto us because there is such a significance of understanding the spiritual gifts given by the Holy Spirit so that we can use them for the work of the ministry, that we can use them to go publicly and spread the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ throughout the world. Amen. So therefore, that's why it's very important that we stay in the word of God. Amen. And we continue to, to acknowledge the word so that the word can begin to work for us because right now, now we're in a time where if the people's faith is wavering, even people that have been in church for 15, 20 years. Why? Because their faith was not built up on the word of God. Yes, they quoted scriptures. Yes, the scriptures was in their belly, but they did not meditate on this. A difference meditating and studying and being in, in, in that presence of God in God's word than just quoting the scripture. Amen. I thought in the beginning it was so important quoting the scripture so I would get me index cards and I would write them down and try to memorize them. But there was something about it. It was like I could not remember. And it was like it would leave me. But it was only when I was going through a time of trouble. When I was going through a time of trouble, oh my God, those scriptures started coming out of my belly like never before. But it was the right scripture and it wasn't something that I memorized on that index card. But it was that right scripture in a time of trouble. In a time of trouble. How the Lord told me that um, that I was able to, 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 to be able to quote that word and to be able to be um, full with that word and to know that that was the word that got me through it and it increased my faith and my faith began to get stronger and stronger. So when every situation would come, even though it wasn't like it did not hurt me, it wasn't like that I did not go through, I was going through it hurting me. But at the end of the day, let me tell you something. I was able to overcome. Hallelujah. I was able to overcome it. It was not easy though. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to overcome it. But God allowed me to overcome it. Why? Because it was the word of God that allowed me to overcome it. It was God's word that allowed me to overcome everything that I was going through. Amen. So I continue to stay in the word of God. Amen. I continue to stay in God's word. And I did not let God's word leave me. Amen. So that's what I'm saying. You cannot let God's word leave you. You got to let the word of God continue to be with you. And I'm telling you, no matter what, let the word be your portion. Let the word of God be your everything. Waking up, laying down, and all things, come on. Because that's what's going to strengthen your faith. That's what's going to strengthen you in a time of trouble. Amen. It's God's. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. 
This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Word, hallelujah. That's why as men and women of God, we have to make sure that we teach people God's word. It is God's word that they have to learn. They have to be able to study it. I mean, yes, when they come, they hear the preach word. You should make sure that they got their Bibles. You should make sure that they're going along with you in the word. And make sure that they know, like, you know, because right now we got cell phones. Yeah, we got iPads. And most of the time we use those things because they're convenient. But it's something about having... The word of God. It's something about having God's word. You know why? Because I begin to mark in areas when I begin to hear God's word and I begin to study it. I can go back to that reference and I can go back and I can read those things. It's something about having the Bible in front of you. I know we can make those notes on our phone, but guess what? If the internet go out, then what? If the, um, if the technology go away, then what? We always got the word of God. Don't you know in most countries, if they get caught with a Bible, they, they, they kill them? They cannot even walk around with a Bible. They have to tear pages, come on, pages out of the Bible and, and, and roll it up. Roll it up really tiny and put it in their pocket just to have scripture. Because they can't walk around with a Bible. Something that we got just laying on our table. Something that we got just in laying in our car. Something that we got just laying anywhere. But they want this. But they can't. They only got pages. A page. They got a page. Look, they got this. They got this is the Bible. And they got to do this. They got to take this. Look, look how tiny they got to roll it. Real, 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 real tiny. Look at this. Some of them got to maybe put it in their mouth. Some of them maybe got to put it behind their ear, put it in their scarf, put it somewhere where it can't be found. This little piece of paper, but when they open it up, scriptures is wrote on it. But written on it. But guess what? We got this. And we don't even utilize it. We got so much resources. We don't even utilize it. Why? See, men and women of God, come on. We have to make sure that we um, teach the people. I remember, um, by God's grace, my, my, my spiritual father, still my, my dad, um, Reverend Jim Vickers, um, First Lady Robin Vickers. God bless y'all. love y'all. I remember starting a ministry with them about um, 18 years ago, 20 years ago. And the Lord put it in his heart to let me be part of the um, new ministry, um, new member ministry, when I became a new member, hallelujah, and I remember Reverend Coley was over that, they didn't wait for me to get all the way advanced in the word, I mean, they didn't wait for me to, you know, say, well, you got to do this, you got to do that before you take over an auxiliary, amen, you know, they, they, he saw the call of my life, amen, so it started in new members, and, and I remember they even asked me, well, what do you think we should call the new member class, and I said, wow, you know, I'm just now starting in church, I'm just now, you know, I was probably, what, 26 or something like that, you know, I wasn't raised in church like most of you guys, eh, you know, but it's about a grace of God that God finally got me here. Amen. And I and I don't take it for granted. Hallelujah. But 
I tell you, when they asked me that, the first thing that the Spirit of God gave me, because I had gifts in me not even knowing that God gifted me. I was gifted, but did not know because I, I didn't have the right individuals to cultivate the gift inside of me. Amen? And um, I remember saying, okay, we could call it First Touch Ministry. First Touch Ministry. And because the Spirit of God said it is the first touch people receive when they come into the church for them, for you to really see if they will stay or if they will go. First touch ministry. So it's the first touch they receive, meaning showing love. Remember we talked about pursuing love. It's very important before we can desire a spiritual gift. So when the Spirit of God gave me that, he said it is first touch because it's the love that they must see in order for them to even go further in the sanctuary, for them to even go to Sunday school, to go to Bible study, to go and join the church. So it's when they enter the doors, meaning the ushers, come on now, the ushers at the door is so vital. Gatekeepers, it's so vital because that's the first touch. When they get out of their car, if you don't have parking lot attendants, the ushers the gatekeepers, it's the first contact for a, a person, an unbeliever, or even believer to enter into the church. So if that usher or gatekeeper don't have love, blame, that can turn somebody off. They may not even make it in the sanctuary. Then if they do, some of them are going to already have a prejudgment about the ministry. And to maybe they hear the word. Or they hear a song because, see, it can be the song. It can be the song administration. It can be the giving before the word comes. So the Spirit of God can use any of those things to really touch somebody's heart for them to say that they want to stay either in this ministry or stay connected to God. But the Bible says, who shall separate me? For the love of Christ. Not what. So who? So ushers and gatekeepers should not separate us from the love of God. Because at some places, they have some really not nice gatekeepers and ushers. And we got to be very careful. Because that's the first touch. I thank God for the ushers and gatekeepers that we had at Ebenezer Second Baptist Church when Pastor Jim Vickers was pastor there. Because I remember when they called my son, Howard, to be an usher at the age of eight. He was the only young man to usher. And I remember he cried when he had to wear the white shirt and the black pants. But as they began to cultivate the gift in him, he began to love ushering. And then it brought more young men and children on the usher board. So it began to show another level of love, even through some of those ushers that some was not nice, but through the young people, God used those young people to even change their attitude. Come on now. I'm just saying. So we have to be very careful first touch, because that right there is going to either turn people to God or turn people away from God. So that's why we got to turn people to God through the word. We give them the word of God, teach through the word of God, and the word of God is what changes them. The word of God is what makes them, and the word of God is what breaks them. So allow the word of God to be your portion. Allow the word of God to be your teacher. Allow the word of God to be your 
to be the the, the, um, the, the, the the vehicle that drives you to becoming more like Christ through the word of God. And let the word of God be the vehicle to the ministry that God has entrusted you with through his word, through prayer, and through all things. Because the word of God is what's going to strengthen the body. It's going to strengthen the, the men and women of God. And it's going to strengthen even those that are lost. The word of God. So we, 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 we thank God for just that. As, as the teacher, the word of God. Because he understood scriptures, Apollos. And he taught with accurate things of Christ. See, we as teachers are held to a higher standard, even in judgment. Okay, let me prove it to you. James 3 and 1. I'm coming. Because these are things that we, 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 we got to take with us, y'all. We got to take these things with us before we leave today. 3 and 1, it says, Brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to brittle the whole body. Indeed, um, we put the bits of horse. Okay, so, so, so in other words, it just said that, okay? We are, high, we are held at a higher judgment. Why? Because we're teaching God's word. So those that's preaching, prophesying, doing all of that, you better be careful what you're saying. Because if you're trying to mix a little God word, and then you're taking away God's word, and then you're adding your own, that's dangerous. Because you cannot put in your own word. That's why we have a stricter judgment, because we must teach only the word of God. We cannot teach our own uh, word. We can't teach what we, what we, what we think is, is, is the word. We got to teach God's word. So we got to make sure that we're staying in the scriptures. We got to make sure we're saying what God is saying through his word. We can't give people part of the word. We can't give people some of the word. We can't give people just what we want them to have just because it makes them feel good. No, we got to give them all of God's word. Because if we don't, we're going to be held at a higher standard on judgment day. And I just read scripture. James 3 and 1, read it yourself. My brother, let not many of you become teachers knowing that we become, receive a stricter judgment. See, teaching was a highly valued and respectable profession in the Jewish um, culture. And many Jews who embraced Christianity wanted to become teachers. But James warned them, though, although it is good to aspire the gift of teaching, Come on, the teacher's responsibility is great because their words or example affect others' spiritual lives. If you are in teaching or leadership role, how are you affecting others to lead? Amen, that's my commentary. So therefore, we got to be careful because we can't be teaching people to live this way and then we're living that way. Uh-uh. We have to make sure that we're teaching the truth, God's word. Amen? And at the end of the day, they was not, some people was not doing that. And at the end of the day, some people ain't doing that today. That's why we got to be careful for the gifts we desire. 
Because we design all these gifts. We want to be prophets. Everybody want to be prophet. Everybody want to be apostle. Everybody want to be pastors. Everybody want to be teachers. There is a cost. You can desire, and God will give it to you. Oh, yes, he will give it to you. But first of all, you got to pursue love. You got to have love in you. You got to have love like never before. You got to be working on your love. God can help us increase our love. Only God can help us increase love. Man can't. Only God. See, at the end of the day, we must understand because even in Hebrew 3 and 1, apostle and high priest of our faith. Let's go to um, on your own time because of, because of time. I want you to also read Hebrew 3 and 1, and I want you to read um, Deuteronomy chapter 18 and 15. Amen? So at the end of the day, we must have a heart for God. Because when we have a heart for God, then we're able to proclaim the truth through his word. And then the revelation of the heart of God through his word is being revealed so that people can receive what? Truth. Because through teaching, it brings truth. It brings reformation. It brings transformation. It brings change to a dying world. So we must be truthful to people. We must give people the truth. We got to quit lying to people. We got to tell people the truth in love. We, we got to rebuke in love. We got to correct in love. We let people do anything because we want them to come sing on Sunday morning. We want them to give tithes and offering, but we still allow them to live a lie. No, we need to give them the truth. We need to turn them to the word of God. We need to let them know that it's only truth that's going to set you free. It's only truth that's going to get you through that narrow gate. It's only truth that's going to keep you close in God. Because when, you are, when truth is not in you, then the father of lies is of you. So at the end of the day, we talked about the apostle, the prophet, the pastors, and the teacher. And then the evangelist. Let's go ahead and talk about that really quickly. The evangelist, because it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. Isaiah 61 and 1. So, um... And then um, in John 10 and 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Come on. So we all know that Jesus Christ was the greatest teacher of the world. Amen. But at the same time as evangelists, they reach out and they bring the gospel. They bring the, the, the people into the fold so that the pastor can be able to oversee the sheep. But the evangelists go out and evangelize and evangelize God's word like Philip. He was an evangelist. He died for the faith. He died for Christ. He died for the word. He, they stoned him to death. He was not denying God, Jesus. He was giving the word. He couldn't stop him with the word. He died being stoned, giving the word of God. See, evangelists will go out and evangelize Christ. They will first exalt the Savior. They will exalt the Savior. I mean, they will um, exalt the Savior. They will um, evangelize the sinner. They will go and talk about how Jesus died on the cross for us. They will go out and tell them how Jesus forgave us, how Jesus saved us. They will go out and proclaim his name. They will go out and talk about how he fed the multitude, hallelujah, how he healed the sick, how he cast out devils. They won't just go out with word, but they will go out in demonstration. Their lives will exemplify the evangelism that's in them, amen, because of their testimony, their story would make them go out there to be such great evangelists, to evangelize, to bring people in because they know that it's a dying world out there. And without Christ, then who? Who? 
Amen. So we'll touch a little bit more on the evangelists when we come back on next week. But I wanted to let you leave with something. So we're going to go ahead into our Sunday service with the word. And may God bless you. And we thank you for joining us. And until um, next week, we'll be back here still talking about the significance um, of the Holy Spirit giving us the spiritual gifts. Amen. So let's go ahead and get ready for the word. Amen. As we go forth. Amen. We thank you for joining us. Sword International Outreach Network. May God bless you. And until next um, week, we'll be studying the word again. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's um, go. Let's get ready. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you. Okay, Tina, we're praying for access to God's throne. We're going before the holies of holies in the mighty name of Jesus. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. So I evoke myself with the same spirit, which is holy, and want to access his power and demonstration through Christ Jesus. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thou kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In the name of Jesus, we bow and we worship. We praise you before you. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that would, it was shed for us at the blood of the Lamb. And we receive your sacrifice as an atonement for all of our sins. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us as the blood of the Lamb. And we receive your sacrifice as atonement for all of our sins. The pride of life, the lust of the eyes, and the lust of the flesh. We come against you now in the name of Jesus. We repent and turn away from all of these sins. And God, right now we come against every spirit of rebellion. In the mighty name of Jesus, for rebelling against you, oh God. And I ask that you will cover and protect us with the blood of Jesus. Open up the floodgates of heaven. Release now in the name of Jesus the prayers that we have already prayed. Right now, in the name of Jesus, answer us suddenly, oh God, immediately, absolutely. The weapons of our warfare are not caught, but through our mighty God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I pull down every stronghold that is delayed and hinder the promise of God in my life. Father, we declare that freedom in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, cover our mind and thoughts with the blood of Jesus. I receive healing with help through the blood. I rebuke and cast out all sin of guilt, shame, and condemnation. I remove false burdens. I break and release 
from curses. I command every demon hiding and operating behind a curse to cut out now in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against me. I send confusion against every satanic attack coming against me. I quench every fire of wickedness now in the name of Jesus. I am redeemed. I choose life. I rebuke the winds and storms of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. And every strategy of hell is exposed. I am a king and a son of God. I break down the high places right now in the name of Jesus by the Spirit of God. I decree and declare that the spirit of intercession is being birthed in me and you right now. I pour down every religious spirit, every traditional spirit. I call forth the wind of God to blow upon these spirits that are out of you. God, right now, oh living God, right now, anointing, anointing, follow the hearts of your people. Right now, in the name of Jesus, humility be their portion. Wrap around them. Holiness and sanctification be their perfume. Hallelujah. So that their hearts will be able to pursue God. I speak that we are covered by the blood of Jesus, protected under the ways of the Almighty God, as we yield to Him and become part of His end time army, marching in victories on our knees. Rising up in the supernatural authority to destroy the works of the enemy. We overthrow, overrule the plans of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. We snatch the souls of men and women and boys and girls from his, from his hand through the copper and shed blood in the land and the authority of the word in the master's name of our Lord and Savior. Our Heavenly Father and power in the Holy Spirit. It is so, and so it is. The whole man shall be a desolation, yet I will not cause total destruction. For this reason, the earth shall mourn, and the heavens above shall become dark, because I have spoken. I have decided I will not change my mind, nor will I turn back from it. Every city run away at the sound of horsemen and, and, and archers. They go into the thickets and climb among the rocks. Every city is deserted and no man lives in them. And you, O oh desolate one, what will you do? Though you clothe yourself in scarlet, though you adorn yourself with ornament of gold, though you enlarge your eyes with paint, hallelujah, you make yourself beautiful in vain, your lovers alleys to despise you, they seek your life. For I heard a cry like a woman in labor, the anguish of one giving birth to her child, the cry of the daughter of Zion, who gasped for air, who stretched out her hands saying, Whoa, it's me, meaning my judgment comes. Lord, I believe that all things are possible with me. Your word tells me that there is nothing too hard for you, that what is impossible with man is possible with God. I put my faith in you. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. 
For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Jesus Christ, 
is Lord in the name of Jesus I stand going against this forsaken and the words according to Ephesians 1 through 13 of the grace of God which is given to me the We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to the kings of kings. Amen. 
We thank God for your life. Not going to be before you long. Just want to get to the word of God. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the word that's coming forth in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your people be touched. Let the word of God hit their hearts, their mind, their soul. Amen. We thank God for their lives. Decrease me that they may increase what it is that you will have them to say on the, have me to say on this morning, God. God, I love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. We welcome everybody. We thank everybody for you. Amen. And for those that are joining us, we thank God that you have joined us again. Let's continue to lift up um, Pastor Joe as a more. You've lost his father and also uh, uh, Reverend Esther as a more in the family um, back in Ghana. So let's continue to lift up the family as they mourn the death of the father and the husband. Hallelujah. And we ask um, everybody to continue to keep us in prayer. Amen. So we thank God for Pastor Joe, L.S. Moore Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry. Um, continue to pray for him. Amen. Continue to encourage him as well. Those that know him. Amen. Please reach out. Um, show your support. Not by just texting. You know, it's easy to text, but it's something where you can... Take time out of your busy schedule and just give him a call and just encourage him or show your love and gratitude through um, a word, amen, him hearing your voice. So may God bless you. We continue to lift up the Woods family as well and loss of their daughter, amen. So we continue to lift up, amen, also other families that have lost a loved one. A couple of people called me on this week and lost someone, so we continue to lift up also their family as well as many that all over the world whoever lost a loved one amen we continue to mourn with you you know it's always good to mourn with one another amen you know it's healthy to mourn it's healthy to cry when you lose a loved one we're human amen and it's, no, it's nothing wrong and, and mourning and crying and, and releasing because what happens is it becomes unhealthy when we hold it in and don't release it. A lot of times our pride because we want to show how strong we are in front of everyone or maybe in some cases where you have to be strong because maybe you're the one who has to hold up the family. But you know, it's, it's okay that you release, it's okay that you allow it to come out either way you have it to come out in mourning or crying or just spending time alone, but get it out. Don't be like some of us that have waited for so long to mourn for our loved ones because maybe we had to be strong for everybody else. And then after years later, it hit us to an extent to where we just went into a state of mourning and never dealt with the situation prior when the time of the death. And that is not a good place to be. So it is healthy to go ahead and release now, hallelujah, in losing a loved one. It's okay to go ahead and mourn and lift one another. You know, I, I believe also this is a time for the body of Christ to come together. It should not take a death for us to come together. It should not take a death for us to celebrate one another. It should not take a death 
for us to give each other our flowers. Amen. We need to come together now. God is sending a message. He want us to come together in love. We have so much hate in us and so much unforgiveness and bitterness because they did this to me. She said this to me. She did that. He did that. You know what? Life is too short. Life is too short. And you don't want to get leave here and still have that bitterness. And unforgiveness in your heart because that can count you out of getting through that narrow gate. One instant, you could have did everything right down here on earth. But because you did not give that one person, you did not forgive that one person out of your whole life. Can stop you from going through that narrow gate. Can stop you from going to going to eternal life. So while you have breath, while you are in the land of the living, it is time for you to get over it. It is time for you to let it go. We must love one another. Amen. We must respect one another. We must reverence one another. We don't respect one another. And we don't reverence one another. Why? Because we don't respect God. We're in church. We come to church every Sunday. Most of us preach, most of us teach, most of us prophesy, most of us sing, most of us are psalmists, but we have no love. And that right there is not good. Because how could you say you're of him and have no love? How could you say you are called to pastor or called to apostle, called to prophet, evangelist, teacher, a lay member, and have no love? People just don't like you for no reason. One minute they're with you. One minute they're saying, oh, you're my spiritual son. You're my spiritual daughter. Or you are my best friend. Or you my brother. Or you my sister. Then all of a sudden, you don't hear from them. But they're still out there telling everybody, you're their brother. You're their sister. You're their spiritual children. You're this, you're that. But they don't even call you. And they may send you a text, but they don't call you like they used to call you. They don't show love to you like they used to show love to you. And some of it is not, for nothing. For nothing. Because people have their own agenda. People have their own way that they want to do things. You know, we so quick to throw people away. You know, we don't even take the time out to look back and see how people was patient with us. I know you're like, wait a minute, what, 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 where are your sermon? Oh, I'm in my sermon. Because love. 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 Come on, we're going to go there. Love. Love. I'm going by the Holy Spirit. Because, because too many of us is leaving here. So soon, but don't have love. And if you don't have love, where do you think you're going? I don't care how long you've been in the church. I don't care how long you call yourself singing and preaching and prophesying and teaching. But if you leave here with no love, where are you going? Yes, God is a forgivable God. Yes, God is a loving God. But if you have no love, that means that you're not of him. You're not of him. You're not of him. If you have no love, you're not of him. Come on now. So therefore, where is your love? Where is the love that God has given you? Where is the love? Where is the love? Where is the love that God gave you? Where is the love? Where is the love? You think you're going to make it through the um, narrow gate without love? No, 
Do you think that he gonna say good and faithful servant without love? No. So wh where's your love? Where's your love? Come on now, we we, we got to know where's your love. Let me let me help you understand that I was sending this. I had to send this out. Hallelujah! Somebody was just asked. Okay, let's go. Come on, First Corinthians. Um, chapter 13, we're going to talk about what love is. Pastor Joe preached on this. He's been preaching on this. This has been one of the series that Pastor Joe been preaching on. But we, we got to go back there because a lot of our love has been waxed cold. We don't love people because they've rubbed us the wrong way. We don't love people because of this. Let me tell you, it wasn't that they rubbed you the wrong way. You just didn't have love. Love don't let people when they rub you in the wrong way for you to change their love when you have love even if people rub you in the wrong way your love still gonna be there so that lets me to know you never had love because if, if what i said or what i did to you can change your love it's not what i said or done you had no love but we call ourselves in christ we call ourselves saying oh he's this he's that but love is what it says this. Let me help somebody. Let me help you. This is word. See, this is where we need to get back to word. Because we don't understand that we are chosen people. And because that we are chosen people, God promised Abraham that though through him, all of us, the families, his children, come on now, we will be blessed. We're Abraham's descendant. Amen. The nation of Israel. We, the nation of Israel, we was given that same promise. Come on, as Abraham's descendants. Amen. But at the end of the day, some of us don't even realize the greatness that we have on our life. We don't realize the promises that's already been given to us. The reason why is because we're walking in so much bitterness and we're walking in so much unforgiveness that we really don't see the promises and who we're called to be of a great nation. We're looking at all of the wrongs and we're looking at all of the negatives. But when are we going to look at something positive, something that is loving? Because love suffers long and is kind. Love knows how to suffer. Love will suffer with you no matter what, is, what it is. Love going to go through with you no matter what it's like. Love going to suffer even when you rub it the wrong way. When you said it the wrong way, when you went about it the wrong way, love is going to suffer long with you. It's going to be kind. It's going to say, you know what? I'm not going to count your faults. I'm not going to count your wrongs. I'm not going to count how you rubbed me or what you did to me. I'm not going to count because your church and your members is larger than mine. Come on. We don't like people because of members. We don't like people because somebody don't went to their church and they're not going to our church. I'm come on. See, I'm 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 sorry. You know, I thank God for the truth in me, the boldness in me, the confidence in me, because I have love in me, but I'm speaking what the Holy Spirit is speaking through me. And sometimes people don't like the truth, but I'm speaking the truth to the body of Christ because we don't like people because of these things. But we still want to preach a nice sermon and preach this and preach that, but we don't want to preach the truth. We want to preach everything else. We, even as leaders, don't even want to preach what's going on in our household. We want everybody to think that our whole life is so good and that our kids are so perfect and they're doing the right things when most of our kids are lost. 
when most of our kids is going through a stage and, 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 and think of perversion and most of our kids is going through addiction and most of our kids is going through so many things that even the member kids are going through but we want to put our children on such a high level because we're leaders because we're apostles and we're bishops and we're pastors and we're this and we're that really we're merely just people we're, 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 we're part of the body we're part of the, the, the church we, we go through these things but as we be more transparent and we be more real with the congregation and with the body hallelujah then they're able to get through their hurt they're able to get through their situation but most of us as leaders we don't talk about our household we don't talk about what we go through or what we've been through because we don't want people to paint a picture on us but guess what let me tell you the great anointing come through trials. The granny anointing come through suffering. Love come through suffering. So our love will abound more and more when we begin to talk about our sufferings. Amen. Because it says that love suffers long. Amen. How could you be that great woman and man of God if you don't suffer amen long? How could you be that great man or woman of God and your love don't suffer long when you always got a good story and you always this going right for you and that going right for you. Your kids so perfect and this so perfect. Nothing is wrong in your life. You've been in church for 50 years, a church another 30 years. You've been singing for another 29 years, but nothing goes wrong. Oh, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. No, talk about your children, hallelujah, out there dealing with homosexuality. Talk about your children out there that are, are, are addicted Hallelujah to painkillers. Talk about your children out there that lost their job and they didn't make it in college and they didn't do this and they didn't do that. We want to continue to make our children be on this pedestal that does not even exist. It's just a fairy tale. It's just an imagination that we wish we could have, should have, could have, would have. But at the end of the day, if we begin to be more transparent, more people would be delivered, set free, amen. They would be more open. They would be able to come hallelujah and, and, and confess their sins to one another they will be able to come together as a body of Christ in unity the reason why we can't come together as a body of Christ in unity together and confess our sins to one another because we're all trying to paint a picture that we're perfect that everything is good and our marriages is great but really we're suffering behind closed doors don't really want to go home to our wives don't want to go home to our husbands don't want to go home to our children but we act like everything is such a silver spoon and a gold platter, when are we going to come to reality and put it on the table and say, you know what, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. This ain't like what I thought it would be. I thought it would be a picket fence and a nice beautiful house and a dog running around the yard. But instead, it's just some hard-headed rebellious kids that's ungrateful, unthankful, a husband that's unloving, unkind wife that's no respectful. Come on now. When can we talk about the real issue so that we can come together as a body and confess our sins to one another, to love on one another, to respect one another, to appreciate one another, to want to be involved with one another. We so used to being so on the opposite side. We want everybody to think we're so perfect. We want everybody to think we got it going on and that we're the Joneses, but really in reality, we are suffering. In reality, we're going through. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing.
Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase. The more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. And that's why we can't never receive a breakthrough and we can't receive true deliverance because we can't be real with one another. We don't want our love to su- we don't want our love to suffer long. Amen. We want everything to be cookies and cream. We want everything to be so right. But don't you know the true anointing come through the suffering? He says that if you suffer with me, you're gonna reign with me. My God, my God. So at the end of the day, through our suffering, we're reigning with Christ Jesus. With our suffering, we're being more like Christ. With our suffering. We're getting closer to Christ With our suffering Our love is abounding more and more Because love suffers long And is kind See when you go through something And you get through something And you overcome something You're a little nicer than you used to be Your kindness is kinder than it used to be You don't judge people as much as you used to judge them You don't talk about them You don't look down on them Because you understand about suffering You understand about going through You understand about the other side. You know that everything ain't cookies and cream. You know that everything ain't perfect. But you done been through some suffering. You done been through some storms and you understand that everything hallelujah is not right but he that who dwells in the secret place of the most high God under the shadow of almighty hallelujah shall renew their strength. You understand that when you get into a place hallelujah of prayer and a place of supplication and thanksgiving God begins to deal with your suffering. Amen. He allows you to overcome the pain. He allows you to dwell in that secret place, amen, of the Most High. Hallelujah. Where you abide, where you rest, where you remain in Him, in His bosom. Hallelujah. And He began to just comfort you and love you. And then you come out untouched. You come out unburned. You come out, hallelujah, stronger than before. Your love continue to abound more and more. Why? Because you learn how to suffer. Somebody that have not suffered can't preach to me, amen. See, you gotta have suffered because your love love, hallelujah, will abide more and more. Your love will be more patient. Your love will be more kind. Your love will be more compassionate, will be more to hear and not to judge. Hallelujah. Your love will lift me up and not pull me down. Your love will push me into greater heights and depths. Hallelujah. And not try to lure me. Amen to a standard, hallelujah, to try to belittle me, but you will push me and thrust me into my calling, into a place where God is trying to take me, amen. See, at the end of the day, I know that love does not envy, amen. It does not envy means that you are not envious of the things, hallelujah, that I have. You're not envious of the things uh, that I do. You're not envious of the places that I go. You're not envious of the things that I have. Amen. But you are grateful for me. You are thankful for me. You are happy for me. See, there's people that's really not happy for you. They just want to come and hear what you got going on. They just want to come and hear what you're doing so that they can go back and talk about you. So that they can go back and put you down. They can go back and try to put 
put your name in the mud, but at the end of the day, hallelujah, do they know that you dwell in the secret place of the Most High? Do they know at the end of the day you're under the shadow of God Almighty? Do they know at the end of the day that it's God that has given you all things and it's God that's made you who you are? Do they know that because you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, that if they put their mouth on you, they're putting their mouth on God and that means that God will fight for you. So you better be careful, hallelujah, how you put your mouth on people and what you say about people and how you come against God's people. Because at the end of the day, how could you say that you're a man or woman of God or that you are a child of God and you're out there putting your mouth on people. You're out there sowing discord and you're out there character assassinating those in their integrity and who they are just because you was offended, just because you let the enemy trick you and uproot you out of your place of deliverance. See, that's what the enemy does. He will uproot you out of your place of deliverance. What he will do is cause an offense and make you believe a lie and make you feel like somebody is talking about you, make you feel like somebody don't like you and make you feel like they're not for you so that he can uproot you out of a place of deliverance. He can uproot you out of your place of breaking through, out of your place of receiving your love, out of a place to receive, hallelujah, what God has for you. So he will cause an offense because the Bible tells us in Matthew 25 glory that offenses will come, amen, but woe unto them, amen, that causes offense, amen. See, if you try to make another person be on your offense because you are offended, woe unto you. And that's what people does. When people are offended with something, what they do is they let other people come in and then they try to persuade them about their offense. Oh, this person did this to me. That person did that to me. They went over there against me. And now this person that came in for a deliverance, that came in for a breakthrough, begin to lose their focus and they begin to focus more on that individual's uh, offense. And so what happens is now they don't like the pastor or they don't like the apostle or they don't like the evangelist or the teacher or the lay member because this person that was offended begin to spread lies hallelujah or even though it may be true maybe they did offend the person but at the end of the day we must cover one another in love we must cover one another in forgiveness we must cover one another and lift one another up and pray for our enemies but in other words what we do is we go out and we spread discord we go out and we set up hallelujah dangerous hallelujah boundaries of hallelujah deceit and begin to deceive others to make others believe that um, this person is like this and this person is like that but really in reality this is a person of love this is a person that loves suffer long this is a person that does not envy a mind this is a person that is kind but because this person is offended they try to wax cold somebody else love you better be careful hallelujah putting your mouth on people hallelujah and trying to put them in a box and make them look like the villain when you are the villain because you are messing with God's people amen and we as leaders need to make sure that when people begin to come to us especially lay members and begin to talk about men and women of God we better make sure that we warn them hallelujah not to speak against God's people amen even if they're coming and speaking against another member you better make sure you correct them amen because if you don't your hands is also dirty amen see the word of God reminds us I was saying to the Lord he is my refuge he is my fortress my God in him I will trust 
So that means that I don't care if you try to come against me because guess what? I know that God is my refuge and I know that he is my fortress and my God is him that I would trust in. So when you begin to come against me with your lies and come against me with your scandal and with your uh, accusations that are not true, God will deal with you. Amen. And at the end of the day, I don't have to fight against you, but I'm going to pray for you and ask God to deliver you. And I'm going to ask God to please to hold the fire of God uh, uh, not against you. But if you do not repent, hallelujah, and come, hallelujah, to a, a true inward repentance, God will deal with you. God is dealing with a lot of us. See, people are dying left and right, amen, and most of them ain't going through the narrow gate. Glory to God. So we that are here in the land of the living, amen, we need to make sure that our life is right, our life is lived right, amen. But there are many that are going through the narrow gate that have died and left us, amen, because they show kindness, amen. And I remember, hallelujah, Mr. Joseph Ezemora, who have passed and left us, hallelujah, great man, hallelujah, how he showed kindness, hallelujah, to me, hallelujah, even though I've talked to him on the phone, but I never saw him, but I remember when I went to Ghana, hallelujah, how he came and met us at the airport, and how he brought us his own car, and left his own car, while he caught the bus back, hallelujah, to Kumasa, hallelujah, to Kumasa. Which was a five hour drive Maybe seven hour drive back on the bus Who does that? That shows love, that shows kindness Come on now, people ain't dropping off their car And then getting on the bus for you Hallelujah, to drive back in their car Where they ride the bus, uh uh But I can tell you that this man of God Did that, hallelujah, and he did not Even really know me, but Because of his kindness, because of his love Hallelujah, that he had for God's People, hallelujah, and that me as A woman of God, hallelujah, that he understood how to show kindness and love. And that is something that I will never forget. When I'm around people all day in U.S. Uh, and they don't even come and visit. They don't even come and say how you doing. They don't even pick up the phone and say how you doing woman of God. And they see all the things that God is doing in the community. They see how we're out there. Hallelujah. Here and there. Feeding those that are um, hungry. Feeding those that are homeless. Doing the work of the ministry. Not one lift up a finger even call and say, how are you doing? Can I pray for you? See, that's what I'm talking about, y'all. The body of Christ, we need to come together and begin to pray for one another, uplift one another, because this thing called ministry is not easy. Glory to God. Everybody ain't with you, and everybody ain't holding you up, but a prayer once in a while, and just a word of encouragement once in a while, is something greater than maybe somebody visiting. Glory to God. We need to quit out of ourselves and quit looking at just what we got and what we can do. And begin to encourage somebody else Begin to uplift somebody else Begin to show love to somebody else Because love is kind Love is a kind word Not talking about them Oh look at them They done did this and they done did that Is it something kind? Is it something loving? Is it something praiseworthy? Is it something that's noble? Or is it something that's going to tear somebody down? Is it something that's going to discourage somebody? We need to encourage people We need to exalt people We need to make sure that we are first exalting the Savior. We are equipping 
the saint and we are evangelizing the sinner. We're not even doing that. When we have these churches and we have these big buildings and we're in here with a nice sound and we got the choir, we got the musicians, we're playing a nice melody, but guess what? Ain't nobody being set free. Ain't nobody being delivered. They're out there in the byways. They're out there in the highways. They're out there under the bridges. They're in the marketplace. They're on their jobs. They're on the street, my God. But all love, even with one another in the body of Christ, in the church, is so cold. We don't respect one another. We don't lift up one another. We don't care for one another. We don't love one another. When are we going to come into unity? Hallelujah. As the body, one accord, coming together for one purpose. And that is to what? To, um, to, to preach the gospel, to lift up one another, to go out there and evangelize the sinner, to live a life that people can see not just through our words, but a lifestyle that they know that we love God, that we reverence God, that we fear God, that we respect God. We don't even reverence God anymore. We don't even fear God anymore. We come to church anytime. Now, because of the pandemic, everybody at home looking at church on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, nobody coming in the building. Everybody got an excuse, but you go to work and you go to the grocery store, you go everywhere else. Oh, I ain't got gas to travel up and down the highway, but you go over here for a party, you go over there to go to work, you go over there to do this, but when it comes to the time to serve God, you're nowhere around, but when you was going through something and when you was down and out, those same men and women of God was right there at your door, they was right there in prayer with you, they was right there suffering with you, they was right there being kind with you, they were loving you, but now that they're going through something, now that they need a helping hand, where are you? See, people only convenient when they need something, but God is sending a people that is hungry for his word. He's sending a people that is ready for his word, that fear him. Amen. He's not just sending anybody. So don't get weary. Glory to God for those that don't see them in the building right now. God is sending the people that is hungry for him. You ain't going to have to tell them to pick up the paper that they see on the floor. You ain't have to tell them to go out to the community and evangelize the sinner. You're not going to have to tell them to pay this bill for the church or do this for the church. But they're going to have such a heart of God, a fear of God, a reverence of God, a love of God that you they just going to do what they love to do because they're going to delight in their self in the Lord. And they know because they delight in their self in the Lord that he will give them the desires of their heart. And their only desire is to live for him. Their only desire is to grow in him. Their only desire is for their loved ones to be saved. My God, my God. Our other desires is so wicked. Our other desires uh, is so uh, only self-centered. Uh, we only have desires for us to be helped. Uh, we only want everybody to run to our aid. Uh, we want everybody to do everything for us. Uh, we want everybody to cry with us, uh, suffer with us, uh, go down to the trenches with us. Uh, but when it's for us, uh, you're nowhere around. Uh, you don't even call. Uh, you don't even speak up. Uh, but at the end of the day, God is removing those uh, rejectors. God is removing those subtractors and he's bringing them off the 
multipliers. Uh, he's bringing those that's going to add uh, to his vision and those that's going to change the vision, uh, but those that's going to add to the vision. Uh, those that know that if they delight themselves in the Lord, uh, he shall give them the desires of their heart uh, and the desires that they're going to wish for uh, is for the people to come into one, uh, all with one accord, uh, for them to come into unity, uh, for the fullness of Christ Jesus, my God, my God. Uh, so at the end of the day, uh, I'm here to tell you uh, that God uh, is looking for people that's hungry for him. Uh, God is looking for people uh, that's ready to reach out and go out to the byways, the highways, under the bridges, uh, and not be scared of those that don't look like you, uh, those that don't dress like you or talk like you, uh, those that don't have an education like you, my God, my God. Uh, we don't want people that don't look like us even to touch us, not to even come into our presence. Uh, who are we? Uh, we was dirty and all messed up, but God uh, reached in there and took us up and brought us to a place where we are now. Uh, who are we to judge somebody uh, that's down in the rut? Uh, we need to be able to bring people out of Lodabar, uh, bring them out of a dry place, out of a place of nothing, uh, and bring them into the marvelous light uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not just for them to become prophets and them to become apostles and them to become teachers. Uh, that's just a gifting. Uh, God has already equipped them with that. Uh, he's already activating that. Uh, but we need to give them the word of God, uh, the truth. Amen. Uh, we need to show them uh, how to go out uh, and reach a dying world through his word of God uh, and build their faith through the word of God uh, so that they can be able to delight in their self in the Lord uh, so that he can give them the desires of their heart uh, for them to be delivered, uh, for them to be set free uh, from every addiction, uh, from every perversion spirit, so them to be able to reach uh, the fullness in Christ Jesus uh, through unity, uh, through oneness, through one accord, through his love. Uh, love uh, suffers longer. Love is kind. Uh, love does not envy. Uh, and love does not parade itself. Uh, it don't always talk about itself. Uh, it don't always try to say, oh, I'm this, I'm that. Uh, guess what? We're nothing. Uh, we're nothing but filthy rags. But God, uh, allow us to be in royal garments uh, of praise. Uh, royal garments that was once uh, ashes. Uh, but now they're beauty. Amen. Uh, and we're lifted up in his praise and his glory. Uh, so therefore, who are we, my God, uh, to parade ourselves like we're something uh, when we're really nothing. Uh, we always try to make ourselves be more than who we are because of our education, because of our job, because of our money, uh, and because who we know. We name drop. Uh, we go from place to place. Uh, who are we? Uh, like Paul said, I am one of the least apostles. We all know that Paul was one of the greatest apostles, uh, but at the end of the day, he know that he did not want his, his himself to ever come over and parade himself over God. Uh, because he knew that it was the spirit of God uh, that raised him out of his place huh, where he was going around destroying Christians. He was prosecuting Christians, but God uh, allowed his marvelous light uh, to come upon him uh, on straight street uh, to say, Saul, Saul, uh, why are you crucifying me? Uh, and changed his name to Paul, my God, my God. Uh, so who, uh, who, uh, who can separate us from Christ? Uh, when he rolled down, he brought, put down his marvelous light uh, on such a sinner as Paul uh, and made him Apostle Paul. Uh, so how could he parade himself? Uh, he knew he 
was the least of them all. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, he protected his pride. Uh, he protected who he was uh, because he did not want him to ever arrive, make himself be more than Christ. He didn't want himself to be more that they looked at him more than they looked at Christ. That is what's wrong with the body of Christ. We want people to think uh, who we are because we prophesy, uh, because we lay hands. Uh, we did this, we did that. Uh, we have not done nothing. It is the spirit of the Holy Spirit uh, that raised the dead, that healed the sick, that cast out devils by God. Uh, we are just merely a human body uh, that the spirit rests in, that God moved through us. Uh, he said that he would draw all men to him because he is spirit in us, my God. Uh, so therefore, who are we uh, to say what we have done? Uh, who we done lay hands on? Uh, who we done prophesied to and it came to pass? Okay, uh, it wasn't because of you. Uh, it was because of God. Uh, so we need to quit um, trying to take the credit uh, and parade ourselves. Uh, we need to give the glory back to God. Uh, because love does not parade itself, my God. Uh, it is not puffed up. We walk in places with our chest poked out, with our head rose higher. It's okay to walk in confidence and boldness to let the devil know that if you do rise up, I'm stepping on your neck. But for you to just walk, hallelujah, with puffed up and pride, like you have arrived, you don't want nobody sitting with you, you don't want nobody around you, everybody got to come and just greet you and nobody can sit in the front with you who are you you walk like you so puffed up are you gonna pick up something in the church is you gonna clean the bathroom is you gonna usher the door what you gonna do instead of sitting in the chair and want everybody to come and greet you and bring you water and hold your bible like you all that hold your own bible get your own water sit in the back of the church greet the door pick up something clean up something who you, but we walk with such puffupness, like with somebody when we have not yet arrived. It was only by the grace of God that allowed us to be who we are, to bring us to a place where we are, and to allow us to operate in the gifts that we're operating in. But we walk in so much puffupness, like we are somebody, and we behave so rudely. If somebody stepped out of order with us, where is the love? We said that we have to pursue love, and then we say we are pastors glory to God pastors are kind pastors care pastors come on now they um they, they will lay down everything some of us pastors when we get offended first thing we do we tell people where to go we talk about people we release people we we, we demote people we, we try to take away their ordination my god who are we who are we to take away our ordination we've been ordained before the foundation of this world my god who are we to take away somebody's calling? Who are we to take away somebody's gifting that was not even given to them by us? It was given by the Holy Spirit. Who are we to tell somebody that they can't work in the ministry? Who are we to tell somebody, oh, you got to go through this school and you got to go to that school uh, and you got to get this anointing and that anointing? Who are you? Did you have to go through all of that? Most of us, it wasn't because our uncles and our grandfathers and our fathers was over churches or they were part of a congregation because you know most people get leadership positions uh, they take over churches uh, because their grandfather was the founder and their grandmother was the founder and they uh, was the founder so it goes down to the grandson or the granddaughter or the cousin or the wife or the son but at the end of the day the spirit of God don't work like that Gloria God will give it to anybody that desire hallelujah a gift God will give it to them anybody that will commit
commit their ways unto the Lord and trust in him and he will bring it to pass whatever they ask in his name it will be given unto them come on now God is not a God that's going to make you work for it but God going to see where your heart is are you really desiring seeking but are you pursuing pursuing love before you earnestly seek what you're asking him for you don't have to go to college or go to school yes we go there to pursue more to get more but the spirit of with prices soaring at the pump filling up can be stressful that's why discover has your back with cash back use discover to earn five percent cash back at gas stations and target now through june on up to fifteen hundred dollars in purchases when you activate we know every dollar matters right now but you can count on us get up to seventy five dollars cash back this quarter with your discover it card limitations apply Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. God gives all gifts. The Spirit of God gives all things. The Spirit of God does all things. So you got to go to the Father. You got to go and commit your ways unto the Lord. And you have to trust in Him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit. And He will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you what you need. My God, man can't give you nothing and man can't take nothing away. We so caught up in what man can do. You need to be caught up in what God can do. Because it's going to be God that's going to say, Either you are a good and faithful servant or depart from me. I never knew you. It's only God going to get you through the pearly gates. Huh? It's only God that's going to get you through the narrow gates. Huh? Not me, not him, not him or them, but God. Huh? So you better submit your ways unto the Lord. Huh? You better trust in him. Huh? You better have a relationship with him. Huh? You better meditate on his word. Huh? You better, you better, you better, you better. Come on, y'all. I'm telling you, huh? we are getting so close. Huh? The time is near. Huh? Your relationship, huh? you got to rest in the Lord huh? and wait patiently for him. Huh? You can't be waiting patiently for people. Huh? You got to wait patiently in the Lord. Huh? You got to rest in him. You cannot behave rudely, my God. Huh? It does not seek your own. Huh? Love does not seek its own. Huh? Everybody want what they want. They only want to be bothered with you when you can help them. When, when, when you fulfill what they need. But if you need anything, they're not there. They're not there. That's why God is sending faithful people. Divine helpers. You don't have to tell them to come. You don't have to tell them to, 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 to come and be a support. They're going to come because they know how God will support them. They know what God did for them. See, people don't forget what God did for them, but those that really came in just for their seeking their own, they don't care about nothing about the things of God. They was only trying to get what they can get. They was only trying to be what they can get without what they can get. They don't know about resting in the Lord and waiting patiently in the Lord. All they know about is getting what they can get. All they know is getting where they, they think they're going to go. But when it comes for the things of God, they don't fear God, they don't reverence God, and they don't respect God. So let me help you. They're not going to respect you. 
They're not going to fear you. And they're not going to reverence you. They're not going to support you. Because they don't fear God. That's why most people is, have, have went astray. They say, oh, because of the pandemic. Oh, excuse, excuse. They don't fear God. They, they was waiting for this excuse. It gave them more of a reason not to come in the building. And it gave them more of a reason to leave your ministry. To leave what God brought you to do to help the people. Hallelujah. It's God's ministry. But they was waiting for a reason to leave. They, they, they was never there to stay. They, they say, okay, let me provoke them so they get to know you. They get to know your reactions. So they, they, they can use those things to try to make their way for them to, so it could be an easy exit for them. So once they learn those things, then they know the easy exit for them to leave because they was never there to stay. They was just there to get what they needed. They was never, it was never about God for them. It was only for what they needed. They want everybody to be patient with them, but they don't want to be patient with nobody. How could you not be patient with people that not only was patient with you, but gave you everything, helped you, even when you were wrong, even when you didn't do it right. They were still there for you, so how dare you not even to text them or even to say, how you doing? You don't even text them or call them or even say just in your own need. And then you think that they need you? Hey, they don't need you. They got God. They got God. They was just helping you. And they're just showing love to you. Because most people that don't, they would leave you. They don't care nothing about you. They would leave you in a heartbeat. But because they, because remember I told you, those that um, has a pastor heart, they care for the things of God. Meaning they care for the people of God even when they leave God. They still will pray for you. They still will care for you. They still will look out for you. Come on now. So you so so believe me. You didn't leave them because they still with God. You left God. You left God. So we need to be careful. It says who should separate me from the love of Christ? Who? Not what? Who? 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 Let me help somebody because y'all saying it wrong. It's not what is who? Who? Meaning what death? With tribulation? Come on, with, 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 with offenses, with jealousy. Most people leave the church because they say, oh, they was jealous of me. Oh, they was envy of me. Okay, and they was jealous of Jesus. They was envy of Jesus. Come on now, they hated Jesus. They killed Jesus. So if Jesus is of you and in you, don't they know? Don't you know they're going to hate you? Don't you know they're going to be jealous of you? They're going to envy you? They're not going to like you. None of that. So who? Nothing should separate you. Even if, even if they're doing what they're doing and you're still going to that ministry, if God did not tell you to stop, you better not stop. Who? Because so-and-so didn't speak, now you're leaving the church. Hey! Are you crazy? Your spiritual state depends on your obedience. Your, your spiritual state depends on your feet movement. What are you saying, Lady Apostle? Because how you move, meaning how you, where your feet lead you. Do you leave because somebody offended you? 
Do you leave because the pastor didn't call your name? Do you leave because the pastor probably set you down? First of all, who are we to set anybody down? At the end of the day, we're going to have to answer to God. But if God told us to do whatever we did, okay. But at the end of the day, you just be still. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So at the end of the day, God will fight for you. God will be there for you. So don't worry about it. Just be still and know that he's God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay, I know you was leading the choir. Now they set you down. And maybe God is working on your obedience. Maybe God is saying, okay, is it the choir that she's there for? Who? Who will separate? Who shall separate me from Christ? Is it me singing in the choir? Let me see really where her heart is. Let me see if she really trusts in me. Let me see if she's only here to sing. Or she's really here for me. So these are tests. It's not always the enemy. It's not always that they don't like me. Maybe God is saying, let me test, test them to see. Are they here just to preach? Are they here just to prophesy? Are they here just to pastor? Are they here just to build churches? Are they here just to get money? Or is they really here in me? Are they ready to die for me? Are they ready to be stoned for me? Are they ready to be scandalized? Come on. Are they ready to be criticized for me? You know, we can be so critical. We don't want nobody to say nothing about us. Hey, people going to talk. Let me tell you, people going to say what they want to say. But it don't matter because you should know who you are. Do you know what you done been through? Do you know what you have overcome? I don't know about you, but let me talk about me. What I've overcome, what I've been through, I done been through rejection. I done been through abandonment. I've been through they don't like me. They don't want me to be part of all of that and so. But at the end of the day, I know my place. And when you go into somebody's house and they don't receive you, you better dust off the, come on, the dust on your feet and keep it moving. Because guess what? They missed the blessing. Because anybody that serves a prophet, a cup of water, shall get a reward. But when you deny, prosakaya. So guess what? It doesn't matter. Because when you know who you are, that stuff don't matter to you. You pray for them. You pray for them. Because they have no love of God. And they think they're going to heaven. Hey, you better check yourself. Because this is, a, I'm telling you, you hear today and going to be gone tomorrow. You hear today, it could be gone tomorrow. So you better be careful how you treat people. You better be careful what you say to people. You better be careful how you go about dealing with people. You got people that's going to be with you. You got people that's going to be against you. You got people that's going to respect you. You got people that just ain't going to care nothing about you. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, it don't matter about people. It's all about Christ. Jesus. They hated Jesus. They killed Jesus. The same ones that he fed. The same ones that he did miracles for. They are the ones who said crucify him on the side of a thief and a robber. Crucify Jesus. Pray. Then he says forgive them. They know not what they do. My God. So please get out of your feelings. Get out of your flesh. Get out of yourself. Because it's, they don't have love. And you got to just pray for their love. Don't let nobody change your love. See, that's what the enemy wants. He wants you to be like them. 
Because you got people in the church that don't love, but they call themselves Christians. And they're so hateful. And they're so bitter and unforgiving and jealous. I never saw, and you know, I know some Americans, you know how we go, we raise us so independently, and you know, we don't even help one another. And it's sad. And, and, and even in, in the community, the American culture, sometimes we don't help one another, even in family. You know, in the black culture, I'm just going to be honest, like with family members, like sometimes you got family members, they won't help you. They won't help you. And that's sad because we're supposed to help one another. If they see your, 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 your electric being cut out there, say, well, God is good. Just continue to pray. God God will find a way. What? When you're telling me you're able to help me, but God will find a way? No. What do the Bible says? You never turn away somebody. You can't turn away somebody when you got the means to help them today. You're supposed to help them. But so much in our culture, we, we don't help one another. But in other cultures, you see them helping one another. But even in some, like the, 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 the African culture, I've, I've been in it, and I see it's like crabs, like they, they see they pull one another down. So it doesn't matter, American, African, Asia, there's something to where it's like crabs. We, we pull one another down. We don't want to see one another get ahead. And it was so surprising to me when I saw this in the African community because I know in the African community where their culture is, their values is, it is so loving and family oriented. When I went to Africa and went to Ghana, the love, oh my God, the respect, how they reverence God, the fear of God, the faith of God. I mean, it was so much. So if I would have judged the African community here in U.S., I would have missed it. Amen. Because that's not how they are back home. That's not who they are back home. But because they are come here and now they have such a American um, mentality it, 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 it's, it's changed them because most of them want to become something that they're not when at the end of the day you don't lose your values you don't lose your beliefs of reverence and fearing God and love you you keep those values but I see that even in even in an, an African community how it's like crabs they pull one another down and it's like they don't want you to get ahead of them amen they want you to be behind them and then if you bring in anybody outside of their um, culture, hallelujah, they look at you as foreigners or they look at you as, as a negative um, force that's trying to control or manipulate, but really in reality, you're just helping the other one to reach higher depths and um, heights in, in, in ministry because sometimes coming from another country or coming from another place, it's not easy coming into a different environment, so God will use those that are of that environment to help bring others up that's outside of that environment, but they will look at that differently because they know longer have control or able to manipulate or be that crab to pull that individual down but when God began to raise that individual up then they began to try to scandalize their name and begin to assassinate their character but at the end of the day they're stuck in their old ways 
and it's nothing how they were taught back home. It's nothing of their value or their belief because back home I saw only love. I saw only respect and how they reverence God and how their faith was at another level. You know, when you go to Africa, glory to God, it is such a beautiful place. All you see on TV that they show, okay, you may see a child with their looking hungry with flies flying around or you may see the safari. It's nothing like that. You got to go and experience it. Let me tell you something. It will change your life for real. It'll, even though I know I'm a thankful, grateful person, but it allowed me to be more thankful. It allowed me to be more grateful. And I thank God for the experience to travel far because it really showed me how to be content and how to be grateful and thankful. And it showed me what love really is because the love that they showed me back home and the respect and how they reverence God and how they love God and how they're so content in the things of God nothing but rest and peace I said Lord if I could get six months here and six months home because when I come back to America it's nothing but bills, bills, bills problems, problems, problems they're fighting against this, they're fighting against that, ministry fights against this, nobody want to come together in unity but when you back home in Africa my God how we move in ministry uh, is so different. Amen. Uh, the fivefold begin to work together. Uh, the pastor will preach the word. Uh, the evangelist will evangelize the sinner. My God. Uh, the teacher will teach. Uh, the prophet will prophesy. The apostle, hallelujah, will uproot, uh, root out. Uh, and they will work together as one, uh, working according to the gifts that God has given up to them. Uh, they will work as unity in the body. Uh, they're not all into all of that territorial. Hallelujah competitional spirit there it's all about deliverance it's all about the love of God my God uh, you got to experience it uh, I don't know what have America come to uh, we are so ungrateful we're so unthankful sometimes we don't even realize how blessed we are we don't realize how God has given us not only his word uh, but he's given us the Bible that we can carry around we can take it here and there when most countries can't even pick up the Bible they can't even read the Bible they can't even hold the Bible but God have given us the ability to do all the things and we don't even look at the Bible. Who are we? So y'all, I'm telling y'all right now the book of the law, which is the word of God, should not depart from our mouth, but we should meditate on it day and night that we observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then we will make our ways prosperous and we will have good success. What am I talking about? We must stay meditating on the word of God. Uh, we must stay in the word of God. Uh, we must continue uh, to uh, let our love, glory to God, uh, be abounding more and more. Uh, our love should suffer long and be kind. Uh, our love should not envy. Uh, our love should not parade itself. Uh, our love should not puff up. It should not rejoice in iniquity. Uh, our re our Rejoice, huh? but our love shall rejoice in truth. Huh? It shall bear all things, my God. It shall believe all things, glory. Hope all things, endure all things. Huh? Love never fails. Don't forget this. Huh? Love never fails. Huh? Love never fails. Huh? Love never fails. 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 Huh? But rather there are prophecy, they will fail. 
Allah. Quit running after the prophet. Y'all keep running after the prophet. Prophesy to me this. Prophesy to me that. And you have no love. Prophecy will fail. But love will never fail. But whether there's prophecy, they will fail. Whether there's tongue, they will cease. Whether there's knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know that in all part and prophecy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then which is the part have been done away. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Love never fails. Let not the word of God depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night. Glory to God. So that you would observe all things according to where it is written. That you would make your ways prosperous. And then you will have good success. You will go far in the things of God. You will pursue love. And the gifts you desire shall be yours in the name of Jesus. Let love never fail you in Jesus' name. We give God the glory and we thank God. We thank God for this word. Let love never fail you. Because the greatest gift is love. Let love never fail you. If you don't do nothing else, let love never fail you. Because love will never, ever cease. It will never die. It will always be. For eternity. Because love is God. And God is love. God is love. God is love. And we love you. And we thank God for your life. We thank you for joining us. That's right. We're ending our service for those that know Christ but have not accepted your Lord and Savior. Because you heard of him. This is not new to you. You can come to him now. Wherever you are. But we hope you come and join us. Come and join us, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on next week, we have our evening service, 6 p.m., as well as our 10 a.m. service, Sunday school, and then our regular service, amen. So we thank God for you. Thank you for accepting your Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior if you have accepted him because you have confessed with your mouth. You have believed in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior, that he died for you, that he forgave you. Give, forgive yourself, forgive others. Don't let others control you by unforgiveness. Don't let others control you by bitterness. Don't let others control you about them hurting you, but forgive them. Let them go and know that he died for you and he has forgiven you. And as you forgive yourself on today, he's going to allow you to forgive others and let the love of God be your portion. Be diligent to present yourself, approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, but he will teach you how to rightfully divide the word of God in truth. He will teach you how to uh, rightfully divide the word of God and his knowledge, his wisdom, his understanding. And he will give you the spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge, spirit of understanding. And he will allow the gifts that are inside of you, the manifestation, the motivational and the ministry gifts to arise in you so that you can walk and you will continue to pursue love. And so even as you earnestly desire those gifts to manifest, they shall come forth in Jesus' name. Allow the Holy Spirit to also be your portion. Open up your mouth wide. It is a free gift. He will give it unto you. It has all power and authority to step on the devil, to uh, cast out devils, to heal the sick and raise the dead, to overcome and come against every serpent, every lion, every young cobra, hallelujah, every snake, everything that's demonic, 
from Satan in Jesus' name as he gives you the manifestations of speaking in other tongues. Amen. As you speak in the spirit, it is a, a communication with you and God. And the spirit of God will begin to reveal to you all things, his mysteries, his revelation. And it gives you that power and authority to have that one-on-one, hallelujah, conversation with the Lord God. Continue to walk in wisdom. Continue in prayer and be watchful with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Because it opens up a door of God's mysteries. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. Continue to walk in wisdom. Hallelujah. Redeeming a time and let your speech always, hallelujah, be grace, seasoned with salt, that we may know and ought to answer every man in Jesus' name. May God bless you. Continue to lift up Pastor Joe and his family in the time of his father's loss. May God bless you. May God keep you in Jesus' name. And until next time, may God be with you. Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232.